Welcome to the Early Retirement Show. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. And if you are new to the show, as a reminder, this show is dedicated to helping you retire early, otherwise known as the show dedicated to helping you understand what you have to do to be in a position where you are financially free, where work is now optional. So whether you are a few years out from retirement and you just want to know everything to prepare for that big date, or you're new in your journey and you want to get a head start on maximizing what you've worked so hard for throughout your life, this is the show for you. So we discuss everything from investments to taxes to insurance and everything that comes in between. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. I am your host, Ari Taubleib, and if my voice sounds any different, it is because I got COVID. Yes, it was not fun, but luckily I did not have it as bad as many people, as as many stories as you hear about, and so fortunately I am recovered. It's just if my voice sounds a little bit deeper um, or scratchy, then that is why. It's funny, some some clients said, Ari, you sound a whole lot older. Um and noticeably, I just sound younger and that my voice is like that. And so I was thinking maybe I need to try to adopt this deeper tone. And so uh, a little funny. But the goal of today's episode is talking about buy and hold investments. So we'll surely go ahead and hop right into that. Uh, before we do, just a reminder, all of this and more on my YouTube channel where you can follow along through the video format. Sometimes it's just a little bit easier, but you can always go ahead and just listen if you're driving or really anytime. Sometimes you're going on a walk. I just know that YouTube um, sometimes is helpful, so making a whole lot of content there. Well, today's episode is about investing and not just what do I know about investing. Or you talk about that in a lot of episodes, but specifically about buy and hold investing, a type of investing that you might have heard about. Now, when we're looking at does it make sense to buy and hold? Does it make sense to day trade? Does it make sense to buy for a certain amount of time and then intentionally sell? We got to always bring it back to the goal. That's how I look at investing. It's how I look at investing for my clients is let's first understand the goal. If the goal is to retire early, if the goal is to travel in retirement, if the goal is to make as much money as possible and be as tax efficient as possible, well, there's going to be different ways to invest for all of those. So especially if you're going to get into a home and you need the money a little bit sooner or maybe not sooner, but maybe in five, 10 years as opposed to 30, 40 years, or you're listening to this and you're a few years out from retirement, you say, hey, how do I build that exact retirement portfolio where I'm going to create a whole nother episode just for you on that. But this episode is gear geared and really earmarked more of that buy and hold investing and what is the benefit from it and how do you really do it properly? Do you buy and hold and truly never touch again? Or are there some guardrails? Are there some things that you think about when doing so? So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Now, there's three things I like to look at when we're looking at buy and holding and really the value from it. Number one is if you're looking at buying and holding, the thing I like about that, now not just buying and holding willy-nilly, saying, hey, let me buy it, forget about it, and then who knows what happens, but being very intentional about it, as that really is how a quality financial plan is executed, is it's along the same lines of thinking about inflation. And I promise I'm going to turn it back to the buy and hold, but if you'll ascertain this for a second, with inflation, 
if we don't do anything at all and we don't invest, you'll be fine for years. You're going to still go buy gas. You're going to be able to go get groceries. But then a few years later, it's going to get really difficult. And you're going to say, hey, why wasn't my money making money? Well, view buy and hold the same way with when you're thinking about, hey, do I buy and hold an investment or how do I buy and hold an investment? You're not just saying, let me buy it, forget about it and then come back years later and say, wow, that did really amazing for me. That just happens to be one of the benefits from that strategy. But primarily, what you want to think about is, am I buying and holding this particular investment because it's attached to my goal? If my goal is to retire early, and I know that already, I've heard you talk about volatility, the ups and downs of the market. Well, if I know I've got 30, 40 years until I have that money that I really want, or if you're in your 40s and 50s and say, hey, I don't plan on touching the money because there's other accounts or cash or pension or social security or things that I just don't need right now. Well, then great. It's the same approach where let's buy this and let's hold it because we don't need the money. But let's be very intentional. It's not saying buy, hold and do nothing. It's saying let's buy, hold and rebalance. So what rebalancing is, is it's saying no matter what's happening in the market, let's assume that you have a portfolio of 50% stocks and 50% bonds, just for example's sake. Now let's assume the market is doing really, 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 really well. And now, because the market's done so well, you no longer are at this 50-50 mix. You're actually at 70 stocks, 30% bonds. But nothing changed other than your market, your, your stocks did really well and your bonds did really poorly. Well, now, all of a sudden, we got to think, what was the goal? Well, the goal was 50-50 for a particular reason. I've created a plan. I know that's what I want. Well, now... You're out of alignment, which isn't bad if you want a 70-30, but it is bad if you want a 50-50 portfolio. So because of that, we say, can we intentionally buy more bonds and sell more stocks? Meaning, can we buy low and sell high with the attention of coming back into alignment? Well, that's what rebalancing is. So that's one thing to look at. The next thing to look at is buy and hold and reassess. So remember, not just buy and hold and never look at it again. Buy and hold and reassess. This is probably the way most people invest when they set out to be a buy and hold investor. And it's not easy to hold something for 5, 10, 15 years or longer. You don't want to see an investment for two, three years, say, hey, I don't like what it's doing, and then just get out for that sake because it might produce tremendous returns for the next few years, which we would have missed out on because of that emotional change. So most of the time, the, the change in terms of reassessing is because people just look at performance. What I would urge you and invite you to do is don't just look at performance, look at your goal. And if you determine that, that one investment was right because it's going to bring you to that position where you can retire early or change careers or travel, well then great. Let's look at keeping on to that. But when you're looking at any investment, you want to think about the regret. What regret would you feel if you sold something that became a huge, huge win? Would you just, would it eat at you later in life? If so, it might make sense to keep a portion of it. But if we own too much of anything, well, now we're just subjecting ourselves to unnecessary risk. Because for example, Apple might be a wonderful, wonderful company, but if it doesn't perform really, really well for years on end, well, all of a sudden, now we've put so much of what we want, our life goals, into one company, and now it's just unnecessary and could be really tragic. So the, the things to ask yourself when going through the buy and hold portfolio, really that strategy is what is the optimal 
allocation for you. How much crypto maybe do you want? Um, how far are you willing to let these positions run? Do you want to just buy something, never have to look at it again, and then say, you know what, I'm just going to check in on it 40, 50 years later? Because it could do really, really well for you, but it probably makes sense to check in every year or so to say, hey, is that still what I want? Not saying check in to change anything. Check in for the sake of, hey, is that still the right investment for my goal? Have my goals changed? Because I do goal-based planning. That way you can really align what you care about most with your investments. Um, how angry will you be if your positions start to underperform? Will you look at it and say, hey, I want to sell and choose something else? Or will you look at the market as a whole and say, how has it compared in terms of the overall market. So investing would be a whole lot easier if it was clear cut buy and sell and this is how much you would make and lose. Um, but that's just not how it is. And so in lieu of a crystal ball, the best you can do, keep your sanity as an investor. And here's three simple tools. Number one, don't check the market every day. There are headlines telling you you need to sell and headlines telling you need to buy and it's overwhelming and distracting. Number two is don't check your account balance every day. There's a funny, um, and true term, which is the best investors forget their logins, meaning, and it's a bit funny, but the best investors, they just forget and they check back and they say, hey, what was my password again? Because they're not constantly checking. And then number three is remember what your best investment is. It's you. It's not the stock market. It's not real estate, which are going to do amazing for you. They might out outperform you in terms of a return on an annual basis. But at the end of the day, that's only because of compounding. Let you and the work that you do, your income, that's your main source. Just let these other things like investing, like real estate, let that just be in the background building your wealth and really try to see how much energy and time it takes. Because if it takes a whole lot of your time and energy, maybe that would be better spent actually on your job where you can actually increase the amount of income you would make and everything would be a whole lot better. So at the end of the day, you want to just work through the trade-offs, but in general, the buy and hold strategy is make sure to realign it with your goals, make sure to rebalance, uh, rebalance, <laughs> excuse me, and make sure to reassess, understand what it is you're investing for, why you're investing, and what is the goal behind that investment. But buying and holding, one of the greatest strategies you can do. Things like day trading, it, it, it could certainly yield great returns, but how much time and energy does it involve? And also the risk. Is it worth the risk of seeing 100,000 go to 50,000, go to 25,000? And then maybe it jumps back up. But that those ups and downs, are they needed to reach your goals? More often than not, the answer is no. Um, but that is it for today's episode. Once again, I'm sorry for any scratchy voice. Um, I have my podcast editors doing their best to make it sound good, whether you are driving in the car or going on a walk. So I hope it still sounds nice and crisp for you all. And as a reminder, if you have any question, go to my website. You can always submit a question and I'll answer it in a future episode earlyretirementpodcast.com. See y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. And let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever's on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. So as always, you can submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. And I'll see y'all next week.
Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.